to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mark Pierce on the line. He's the founder and president over at Stonegate. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Great to talk to you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at um, Stonegate. I have a large um, entrepreneur and tech uh, base that listen to this podcast, and I definitely want to get more into what you're doing there. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how would you get into being an entrepreneur and in business? Uh, well, I think it probably started when I was young. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, he started his company. Uh, we lived at the time back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, he focused his business sort of on what you'd expect in Pittsburgh, kind of scrap metal and steel, et cetera. But it definitely gave me a, an early taste of what it was like to be your own boss. So sort of all the way from there to, you know, whether it was selling you know, my notes to other kids in class uh, or just other entrepreneurial ventures I did. I always kind of knew I would end up as an entrepreneur. Now, when I graduated school at uh, the University of Michigan, I ended up spending, you know, several years doing the big corporate life, working for Procter & Gamble and Ernst & Young and PricewaterhouseCoopers. But again, I always knew there would be a point in time that I'd want to uh, kind of pivot and become an entrepreneur. I gave it my first try, actually, uh, if, if many recall, the dot-com bubble around 1999-2000 and did a startup, yeah. but I think we were, we were a little late to the game, unfortunately. I think that we, we released our idea about three months before that bubble burst. Uh, so I ended up going back to corporate life for about another three or four years before I decided to give another shot, and I founded Stonegate uh, in 2005. Wow, what a story. So, um, Mark, there's a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs that are, you know, just getting or would-be entrepreneurs. Maybe they're starting the first business. They just graduated college. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that, that new, let's say, group of um, freshly groomed or freshly minted uh, college grads out there that are starting their first business? Uh, I'd probably go back to the advice my dad gave me. So when I started that first business uh, around 99-2000, I was actually collaborating with him. He was so kind to give me my uh, kind of first office and incubated our idea. And I remember sitting there for probably the first three, four, five months, tooling and working on my, my business plan and trying to perfect it. And one day he comes walking into my office and says, son, what are you doing? I said, well, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to perfect my business plan. He goes, well, you've been trying to perfect your business plan for, you know, six months now. Why, why are you still trying to perfect it? I said, well, i got to get it right before I bring it into the market. And uh, he goes, well, you need to stop doing that and get out there and talk to people. And I said, well, who should I talk to? And he said, I don't care who you talk to, whoever you want to talk to. I just can't talk uh, – I, I just can't tell you that uh, – um, you know, who, who to talk to, I would just encourage you to go out and talk to whoever it is you can talk to. And so that was very <laughs> illuminating to me. Um, and I did, I started, you know, talking to customers, talking to suppliers. And I think what I realized is that the answers are not 
sitting in front of your computer on the internet uh, in spreadsheets and PowerPoint, the answers are out there. So probably the biggest piece of advice I would give to anybody is to go out and talk to whoever, uh, whenever, however you can, because the answers exist out there and don't think that you can create an idea in a vacuum. And even if you do have a good idea, you're going to find, and we found this over the years, that it will morph and mold and change so many different ways that, you know, your best bet is to uh, to try and get to those answers as fast as you can. Oh, man, I, I love that advice. Um, and, I, and I'm from the Midwest, so that just sounds like good Midwestern advice to me. What are you doing here, sitting here working on your plan? It's not going to sell itself. Come on, go out and talk to somebody. <laughs> no, I can exactly picture right. it. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Mark, so let, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get a little bit more into what you're doing over at uh, as president and founder over at Stonegate. So, um, what kind of clients are you working with, and what kind of problems are you helping them solve? So, when I started the company back in '05, we were really a strategy consulting and market research firm, and that's what I did for many years. You know, I'd worked for some of the big consulting houses, but I never really expected to be a, a lifetime or career consultant. Uh, and so really in the last couple of years, we've pivoted and we now have one really primary offering that we brought to market, something that's really unique called Stamp. And in a nutshell, it's a retention automation platform. So I'm sure you've heard of things like Salesforce automation with companies like um, Salesforce. Uh, and then you had kind of marketing automation come along and you know companies such as HubSpot and others, but one of the mm -hmm. things we determined is that there was nobody that really owned or even exists. We're, we're really the first player out there in retention automation and essentially helping companies systematically keep the pulse of their clients so they never get to contract renewals to find out that their clients are pissed off at them and leaving. Um, you know, maybe a surprise, but you know, obviously everybody knows it's easier to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one, but yet companies spend five to ten times more on sales and acquisition than they do on retention. Mm -hmm. And uh, less than 5% of companies systematically reach out to their clients to check their pulse. So we essentially have now devised a product that we've launched into the market two years ago, and uh, it's gaining traction very, very rapidly across all sort of industries in a way to systematically keep that pulse of that client tell you when they're not happy with you, and then prescribe playbooks that tell you what you need to do to keep your accounts. Oh, man, I, I love that. And, and it's, such a, um, it's such a basic concept in terms of retention versus lead gen. But the, the most interesting thing to me is that, you know, if I think, and I have no, nothing to base this on real data-wise, just my uh, empirical evidence of what I see in my personal world is, you know, I figure for every 100 people that reach out to me on LinkedIn that are talking about lead gen or how to do different things, um, maybe one is a client retention guy. Maybe, if that. I, would, I might argue more than one out of every 200, I might argue, if that. Um, it's just rare. And, and what's, what's weird to me, though, is like what you said, the, the cost per retaining a client versus new client acquisitions. And depending on the industry, of course, it's going to vary. I mean, they just, it just, the spread is so wide. Um, why do you think most people um, fo don't focus enough attention on this? Because it seems, it's, it seems like common sense when you explain it. Yeah, I, I think people uh, fundamentally look at the wrong metrics. So I'll often hear, for example, 
oh, our net retention is or our, our net uh, retention on income. And what they're looking in at is sort of new netted against old, and this is my net. So they tend to say, oh, I'm, I'm on par with last year. Well, the reality is, is if they had held on to even 5 to 10% of what they had that prior year more than what they did, we've been able to show that you can increase your net income sometimes as much as 50 to 75%. So I think, I think it's, it's a lot of that. Um, the other is, is that people tend to spend their time on accounts that are either their biggest accounts or their noisiest accounts, right? So my biggest customers are going to spend a bunch of time on. My noisiest customers, well, they're making a lot of noise, so i got to spend a lot of time. And they ignore everybody else. Well, those, those big and noisy ones only typically account for about 10 to 20% of the actual number of clients, not necessarily volume, but the number of clients. And so the other 80% ends up getting, you know, ignored. And they may do stuff like, you know, try and get a net promoter score, and they find out that, oh, these guys are passive, so they're not that pissed off at me. Well, those are the most deadly clients of all because those that are silent, not saying anything to you, are often the ones that when you call up the contract renewal, they're, they're telling you, hey, we're not going to stay with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that makes so much sense. Uh, and it's, it's because they're passive, and that's, that's a bad thing. And um, and they're more they're, they're the ones that they're more likely to take a sales a salesperson's call. They may not be actively looking, but if the right person um, gets in front of them with the right pitch, and they don't have any real connection to your brand um, in terms of loyalty, because they maybe even just haven't heard from you in a long time, um, they're more way more likely to switch. Um, so I mean, it just am I am I off on that or? No, no, you're you're absolutely hundred percent correct on that. So if somebody's listening to this, Mark, and if they want um, more information on, on Stonegate and to, to figure out ways to connect with you, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? Uh, I recommend they, they go to our stamp site. It's just www.stampcsm.com. Uh, or, of course, they could find me uh, on LinkedIn as well. Um, you know, they're, they're able to find Mark Pierce, uh, CEO of Stonegate. All right. That's fantastic. Well, hey, Mark, I um, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your background and also your tips for success and the great work you're doing there at Stonegate. Um, and to the audience, as always, I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, don't forget to, if you, if you got some value out of this, to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Mark, thanks again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity.